remember this verse. Regardless of how old we are or how young we are, we all need to learn from this. Alright? This comes from the whole uh, version. Why don't we all read it together? Let's start. Pay careful attention then to how you walk, not as unwise people, but as wise, making the most of the time, because the days are evil. So don't be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Let's pray. Lord, I pray that this message will become clear and become relevant in our lives, that I may be able to, Lord, deliver your word with, with conviction, but with power. But I also pray, Lord, that your people be willing to receive it as a word from me. Pray, God, that we'll have receptive ears and hearts and minds. In Jesus' name. Amen. I want us to look at that verse as we begin with. Notice, notice what it says. The very, very first thing says, Pay careful attention then to how you walk. Pay careful attention. In other words, it says, Be circumspectly in how you do your life. In other words, you better make sure that when you're doing something, you are minding what you're doing carefully. Now, some of you live in the Philippines, and I don't see that here. Remember the Philippines? They have those walls where so that people will get into your house, they put all these uh, barbed wires and broken glasses. Have you seen that? Only in the Philippines, it looks kind of harsh, right? Why would people put all this thing that they're sticking up there? But then the next thing you know, you, you see this. Cats, like they're, they're walking over, they're like, they're walking through the, through the glasses. And have you seen that? I've seen that before. It says, how do they do it? They do it carefully. That is the same word that is being put there. Walk carefully. In other words, if you're not going to walk this coming year, this year, you better walk carefully. Why? Because you want to be wise. Now, how do you walk? Now, Paul, folks, if you and I... We take two steps. Am I correct? How do you walk? Left, right. Now, remember, if you remember the, how you walk, that should help us how to walk wisely. Because Paul tells us, the first thing you need to do is you need to put off. There are certain things that you start to remove from your life. When you became a Christian, you better start giving up these things. Because if that's how you walk in the past, you better put it off. It is going to hurt you. If you continue that path, the light is shown already to us. It's not good. So stop living that way. Put it off. You have a new year. So when you put something off, what do you do? You put something on. You start putting something on that you not to start wearing. You start doing. You better make the right choices, folks, because 2014 is going to be another opportunity for us to walk in a wise manner. If you're not going to be wise, folks, the Bible calls us foolish. So walking means it's how we live. It's how we do things. So now here's what Paul tells us. So if we're going to live carefully, how do we do it? We need to live as not as unwise, but what? But as wise people. What is a foolish person? The, 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 the book of Proverbs tells us a foolish person is when you criticize them, when you give them an advice, when you tell them something, what they do, they hate you because you told them something that they don't like. A foolish person says, I don't want to hear that. Leave me alone. That is a foolish person. But a wise person, but a wise person says, yes, tell me what's wrong in my life, and I'm willing to change. That is a wise person. 
Because as a result of this, they become better. Show me a foolish person. That foolish person will not listen to their parents, will not listen to others. They will not even listen to people in the church that tells them what you're doing is not right. We've had some incidents in the church where we told people not to, not to do certain things. You have incidents of children being told not what to do. I want to give you an example. Have you, have you just, this, just this last year, there was this couple who got into a, a stop sign where there was a railroad crossing. I think you already saw it, right? And because they were in a hurry, the guy with his girlfriend decided to go around the blockades there so that they can make it. Have you seen the picture? They were hit. The lady died instantly, and the guy is in serious condition. What do you call that? Foolishness. If I'm going to use the word because you don't want to hear the word, it's stupidity. That's what the Bible tells us. That's the word that's used for foolish. Person does foolish things. Unwise. And you and I know that there are certain decisions we made that many times are not wise. And I pray that we do it properly. So the question is, how can a person live in a, in a wise manner? Well, think about this way. You need to do it by making the most of the time. Here's the first command. You want to be wise? You better learn to make the most of your time. There's another uh, uh, version for this. Redeeming the time. What does it mean to make the most of the time? In other words, it says you start buying time. Time is so precious that you don't want to waste it. In other words, folks, when you've got an opportunity to use your time, use it wisely. Because time is a commodity that is of great value. Once you don't use it, it's gone, it's gone. Let me give you an example. If you lost your job, can you find another job? You can, right? Fine. Have you lost your money or lost an item? Can it be replaced? It can be replaced. Anything can be replaced, but listen carefully. When you lost your time, it's gone. You can never take it back, and that's it. And folks, it's 2014. 2013 just finished right now. How did you use your time? Have you ever a person that has wasted your time? Have you ever heard of the expression? You go to the mosque, oh, so what are you doing? Oh, I'm killing my time. Have you heard that expression? Yeah. You've got to be kidding. You're just killing your time, especially when the wife is shopping and you're out there just sitting down, right? What are you doing? I'm waiting for my wife. Right? And sometimes I do that, but you know what? I may be sitting down there. I may be reading a book. I may be doing my devotion. Or I may be talking to somebody, talking about the Lord. I can't just sit down and say, I'm killing the time. <laughs> Why? Because the time is going to go. It's not going to come back. You've got to make the most of your time. Now let me share with you the word time here. It's the word that comes from the word a season. It is only for a certain time. And folks, you and I have certain seasons. The problem is, some of you have a short season in life. You don't know that, right? Like my brother said here, how many are really sure that you'll be here 100% tomorrow or next Sunday? How many can say 100% you'll be here next Sunday? No. How many can say you'll be here 100% tomorrow? Folks, there's no guarantee. So how do you use your time? So if you're just wasting your time, 
And how do people waste time? Let me give you some quick how, how people waste their time. Have you noticed what, what, uh, what a waste of time that can be? You go for hours, and it doesn't make, it makes you miserable too, right? Especially if you're watching certain things, and then it needs to be continued. Ooh, I gotta wait for the next time, all right? It's, it's, it's wasting your time. Some people waste their time. Are you ready for this? Blaming other people for their lives. You know what? The reason why I wasn't able to make this is because so-and-so did this to me. Blame game. Have you heard of game? Some people also feel like they're the victims. Well, if they didn't do this to me, I would not, you know. Stop playing this pity game, right? Because you make a choice. Nobody can, nobody can change you unless you're willing to change. Nobody can affect you unless you're willing to be affected. So you need to make the choice. Make the most of your time. Now the problem is some of us have short time, some of us long time. I remember there was a guy who was a baseball player. By the way, he says, oh, you know what? Uh, somebody says, it's just a story that was a made up story. So it's not a true story, right? Somebody says, well, you know what? I believe in heaven, there's going to be baseball, baseball game in heaven because you know what? God is going to give us what we like. Really? Yes. And I know when I'm going to go to heaven, I'll be playing baseball. The next thing you know, it's supposed to be the angel says, oh, by the way, I have a news for you. Since you like baseball, there's a game up in heaven. You're next to bat right now. <laughs> you ready? How are you living your time? Making the most of the time. Here's the next reason why. Because the days are Evil. In other words, think about this. Sometimes people think the days are evil, and therefore I, I, I'm afraid to do anything. Have you noticed what happened with the Pasadena Rose Parade? I'm talking about how our days are evil. For the very first time, for over 100 years, in a float, there was a couple of guys up there, the HIV float, and you know what they were doing? There was one person blessing them. They were being married on the top of a float for millions of people to watch it. Now folks, what do you call that? I call that evil. I call that bad. There are different kinds of evil. There's evil that is inherently evil. In other words, people just like to do evil things. But there's another word for evil. It means the word means that you want to affect people with that evil. In other words, you want to influence people with that evil. In other words, for that person up there, when the Bible says it is a sin, they are flaunting. It says, I want to impact more people to believe that this is okay. That's what evil is, and that's the kind of evil that's being said here. We live in evil times when people like to influence people to do bad things. There are people right now who are trying to influence you and me to make bad decisions. The question is, am I willing to be influenced by that? It says, because the days are evil. Now, listen carefully. We're not supposed to be afraid of this. You know what it's telling us? Because the days are evil, listen carefully. Use this opportunity, make the most of this time to shine for the Lord. This is the best time for us to live for the Lord because we shine the brightest when it's dark. Amen? 
you are all able to stand up for the Lord and make a difference when times are evil. You better stop speaking up for the Lord. How do you do it? Every single moment that we have, make a difference. I didn't realize that the brother of ours was making a difference. Brother Lenny, I know he's not here. We had a conversation last night. He was so busy for the last week that even during his vacation, he had even taken two days of his vacation online doing something because remember Phil uh, Robertson, the Duck Dynasty guy? Tell me you never know about Duck Dynasty. Now you know about Duck Dynasty because of him, right? Because he stood up for the fact that he was against homosexuality. And because of this, he was taken out from a &E. But the family stood together and says, we are behind our father. And there was a petition about what was being happening. Why are you doing this to Phil? He spoke up. And because of this, now he's being reinstated. But Brother Lenny was in the middle of this, helping with the petition, working 12, 12 to 24 hours. And thank God because he was making the most <coughs> of his time. What, what were you and I doing? Were we making a difference? Let me even give you one more example. How do we make a difference? Well, New Year's Eve, uh, we had, were in one of the homes and we were watching Mariah Carey. Remember that? You know, when you watch carefully, you ask yourselves, what kind of influence is she making? Is she making the most of her time? You know how old Mariah Carey is? 43 years old, right? And here she was, New Year's Eve. It was cold. She was wearing the plunger neckline. You saw that, right? And I was looking around. Everybody, the dancer, they were all covered up, right? Even, even the host, they were all covered up. And I said, Mariah Carey, you're already a mother, and here you are. What are you trying to tell the world? She was trying to tell the world, this is important how I look. This needs to be your way that you're willing to sacrifice everything so I can please you. I want to be known as this person. Is that the way you want to live your life? Influencing people? Like She's going to get sick with pneumonia. <laughs> I'm just saying, and what else? And every time people will look at you right now, they will no longer look at Mariah Carey. What would they look at her? For what she believes it, her life would be. She's not making the most of her time. But she's using an influence. So how do we make use of our time the most wide way? Here is a simple step. I got this from one other pastor. It's not mine. But I want you to know, remember what it says. The first thing is this. I'm sorry, my, my thing is shutting off over here. How do we make the most of your time? Number one, stop making excuses. In other words, the Bible tells us life is unfair, and so stop making excuses. If you want to do something, then stop doing it. He says, oh, I can exercise. Why? Because it's too early. Listen, wake up early, all right? Oh, I can't lose my, I can't lose my weight. Then don't make an excuse. If you want to, you can. What else? Number two, take an inventory of your life. Now let me ask you. You need to be brutally honest. When you say take an inventory of your life, how have you lived your life this last 2013? Look at your pocketbooks. Look at your schedule. Look at the places where you've been. 
look at what you have accomplished. In other words, if you take an honest inventory of your life, was it all about me? What about God and others? Think about this. What have you done in terms of doing things that would bring you closer to the Lord? What have you done in order that you would bless other people? Or is it always about me, myself, and mine? People always talk about their own personal happiness. Take an inventory. What have you really done? Number three, act in faith. In other words, folks, start doing it when? Now. You say, Lord, I can't do it. If you say you can do it, you will never do it. They said there are two kinds of people, all right? There are those who, who, who are willing to take everything and just jump, right? They'll do it without thinking. Oh, let's go. Oh. And then they're in mess. There are people who are very impulsive. There are those, let's go. Let's go. No, no, come on, let's go. Let me think about it. They never do anything about that. You see, those are extremes, right? I believe if you're going to be a wise person, you say, all right, I'm going to take a leap. But I know because God told me I'm going to leap, and he's there telling me to take a leap. So I'm not taking a blind leap or something I don't know, but God says, yes, yes, come to me. I want you to do something. You're also careful that you just don't do what the crowd says. Because the crowd will take you so many places. I remember there was a lady who was part of a motorcycle group, and they were just driving to Chicago. And you know, you know, people who ride a motorcycle, they just love the power in a motorcycle. And when they're in this group, this lady said she just enjoyed being with a whole bunch of motorcyclists. The next thing you know, some of the guys decided there was a flat road, they took off. And she was like, she was almost ready to put on the gas. When she realized, she says, that was foolish. That was stupid for me just to do that. She decided, I'm just going to enjoy my time. I'm going to catch up. Well, right there, she acted on saying, I'm not going to do the things that other people do. I'm going to act in the right way. Act in faith. Here's the next thing. You need to learn to refocus. In other words, refocus your thoughts. Where are your priorities for 2014? Can I ask you? What about your prayer time? How much time have you prayed to the Lord? What about your Bible reading? How far have you been in your spending time with the Word? What about in serving the Lord? What about your priorities? In other words, do we refocus our thoughts? But then the last part here, I want you to notice here. It says, we need to trust in God to help you. That is a very simple step. In other words, stop making excuses. Take an inventory of your life. You act in faith. You refocus your thoughts and you say, Lord, I'm going to trust you because I need your help. You're going to help me. I can do this with you. Why, folks? You're saying, Lord, I need you because I can't do it. If you think you can do it, you will never make it. You say, Lord, I know I'm weak, and therefore I need your help. Lord, I know I do foolish things. I need your help. Lord, I know I'm, I, I'm not good in, in forgiving people. I'm not good in following up in what I'm saying. I need your help. I need to trust in you. Young people, maybe you're not good in planning stuff. I need God help some of you maybe are not good in, in taking care of your tongue. Say, God, help me. Some of you are not good in your thought patterns. Right now, you're already thinking 
negative thing. You may you jump to conclusion. Have you ever people like that? When you say something, they jump to conclusion. You gotta guard your mind. He says, Lord, help me. I don't want to judge that person, but we like to judge. Lord, I need your help. The next thing I want you for us to remember this about redeeming the time. Let's go to the next slide, please. It says, because the next one. So don't be foolish, but understand. I like what it tells here. Well, anyway, because many because a lot of people I want to so don't be foolish. The word foolish here is somebody that messes up things. When they put their hands here, they don't know how to plan. Because a wise person not only knows the best plan, they do it. But the word to understand, I want you to focus on the word to understand here. The word to understand here means that when you look at situation, you look at the whole thing. You start to see things and perspective that puts everything together. A wise person learns from experiences, learns from limitation. The experiences are bitter experiences that teach us so much. But we need to understand what? What the Lord's will is. How does, how does that happen? The Bible says we can only please God by faith. And faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Folks, we need to know what the word of God says. Every moment that you have an opportunity to know God's word, you better keep in mind the word of God. Because that is what's going to change our way of thinking. Because your way of thinking is what helps us make decisions. And we need to understand what the Lord's will, the capital L means. If he has bought us with a price, we belong to him, then I need to do it God's way, not my way, because I have been bought with a price. So how do I understand God's will? It is only when you allow yourself to be controlled by the Holy Spirit. Let me give you an example of what a person does when they understand what God's will is all about. I have I had a co-pastor in, in New York. Maybe some of you know his name. His name is Pastor Norman Solis. When he got married, he was so excited with the fact that the Lord uh, gave them a child, a baby boy. And they never went home to the Philippines. And so he said, for this time, I would like to bring my family to the Philippines to show my, my child to the, the, the grandparents and loved ones and neighbors. And so he and his wife decided to go back to the Philippines. And while they were there, the child got sick. The wife was a nurse. And so the result of this, while they were in the Philippines, make a short start this, the child died while they were in the Philippines on vacation. Just to be able to show to the grandparents and family. If you were the parents of this child, how would you understand God's will in a matter like this? When you start to put all of these things to care, together, how can you say, Lord, I want to understand what your will is. I want to make sure I'm spending most of my time. And yet what happens, my son gets killed. Uh, it, it dies because of a disease in the Philippines. How would you respond? How would you understand God's will in a situation like this? Let me share with you what happened. Well, he would say, said, Lord, I started to pray that my relatives will come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. Especially my wife's family, a lot of them don't even know the Lord Jesus Christ. They knew that we got married, but they haven't even seen this child. So this was an opportunity for us to share the gospel. We said, Lord, please win our families and allow us to the Lord Jesus Christ. To understand God, he says, God, I don't understand, but since you've got our child, 
I'm going to use the situation, an opportunity, listen to the word. I'm going to make the most of this time to carry out your plan, and you will. I'm going to even use the death of my son to share the Lord Jesus Christ. What happened? He officiated even the burial of his son. He even preached at the funeral of his son. And during the time, many of his relatives gave the life of the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, Lord, I don't understand. But if this is your will for my son and for my family came to the Lord, then I'm making the most out of this. He did, and because of this, the Lord blessed him in terms of seeing his family members, loved ones, come to the Lord Jesus Christ. How do I understand what the Lord is? If I understand that I'm making every opportunity to live it for him, then do it, folks. There will be opportunities for you to live for the Lord and to grow in the Lord. And you and I need to be wise. Let me ask you. Are you getting, the, get, getting all the opportunities you have right now to live for the Lord? Are you wise enough to say, Lord, I make use of my time to not only grow in you, but to serve others? I'm grateful that a number of you, many of you, have even used this last Christmas, this vacation time, to share the gospel with loved ones and friends and even office mates. I've heard many of your testimonies. I pray that God is going to count 2014 as an opportunity for us to be wise, to live for Him, and to make a difference. That's how I have to pray. Whatever heads are bowed and your eyes are closed, Let me just ask you a couple of questions. Number one. How are you living your life today? Are you living as a wise person or as a foolish person? Are you living in such a way that you're still living in darkness rather than in life? Are you living in such a way that you're living only for yourself and just using God to accomplish what you want? Rather than to do His will. If that's where you are, you know, God says, I can give you a new fresh start. And even today, you can act in faith. Say, God, I pray that even today, there will be a change in my life. I'm going to make the choice that I will live my life, dear Lord, with your help, to make the most of my time to accomplish your purpose and will in my life and my time. Make that your prayer. And the Bible says, God will help us walk in a manner that is honoring to Him. Maybe this morning you have never yet given your life to the Lord. The Bible says, the Lord's will. The Lord's will is not, not everyone should perish. And maybe God has brought you this far, but you have never yet given your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's why the reason why your life is not yet lived in a fulfilling manner. You can say a simple prayer and say, Lord, I realize I want you to be the Lord of my life. Jesus, you're all I want. And it's because only through you that you can forgive me my sins. And I just turn over my life to you. Forgive me for living my life my own way. But today, I want to start living for you and for you alone. And thank you for giving me eternal life that nobody can take away from me. I claim this even today. If you pray that prayer, the Lord has promised that even today, you will experience salvation, not putting off for tomorrow. And the last question is this. 
If you're not too sure about knowing what the Lord's will is in your life, remember this. It is not about your will. It is about God's will. Why don't you say, Lord, help me to understand what your will is. So I can be doing your will, not my will. I can be who you want me to be, not what I would like to be. Help me, Lord, to accomplish your purpose, not my purpose. Lord, may your will be done in my life, my family, and also in my ministry and my church. If you pray that prayer even today, God will continue to reveal his plan to you. I should spend time in his word and spend time in prayer and grow in faith. God bless our church today. Bless your people, Lord, that we will make the right decisions, the right choices. Help us to be wise and not foolish. Help us to learn from our experiences. Help us, Lord, to learn from emulating your son, Christ. Help us, Lord, what it really means to become a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. So thank you, Lord, what you've done in the past. Thank you what you're doing today in our lives. But Lord, we're even more excited as we take the opportunity to deliver our life for you. What you'll be doing in the coming days. Make 2014, dear Lord, a turning point to many of us, dear Father, in the way that we live our lives. And all God's people say, Amen. Amen.